Really delighted to be sitting here today welcoming GB Snow Sports athletes and sisters, uh, Izzy and Zoe Atkin. Uh, Zoe, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. And Izzy, are you all right? Yes, doing well. Excellent. Can we just start off then? Can you just tell us where you are just now? Where are you, Zoe? I'm currently in South Bay, Switzerland. Right. And what's the snow like? Is it good on the glacier up there? Yeah, it's amazing. But I've been here for about a month now and it's been pretty much perfect every single day. Wow. <laughs> I'd love to go on that sort of holiday where uh, you go for a month and it's perfect. But it's not a holiday. You're working hard. I understand that. What about you, Izzy? Where are you? I'm in Stubai, Austria, also on a glacier. Um, but I've been here only a few days. But the weather has been amazing these past few days. So hopefully it stays well, it is rare that I'm in Europe on a glacier and the weather is consistently amazing. So, <laughs> Okay, excellent. Zoe, let me ask you, why specifically is it Sasfe that you're in at the moment then? Currently, it's the only half pipe that's open at this time of the year. Um, it's pretty slow at the in the off season. This is like when the season's ramping up. And there are very few training camps. Okay, well, that makes sense to focus your uh, your time there. And would you say preparations are, are going well? Uh, you know, you said you've had good weather and the snow is good. So uh, is a pipe delivering as well? Yeah, preparations are going really well. Over the summer, I was able to train at the Utah Olympic Park. So I was learning some new tricks into the um, on the water ramps there. So it's basically a jump kicker into a pool. So that's a really good way to get some air awareness on some new tricks and yeah and I've been working on taking those to snow. Cool and what about yourself Izzy I'm, I'm thinking you know the demands of a half pipe are that specifically you know you got to have one uh, built for you but slope style is a bit more flexible in the number of places that you can train for it. Yeah there's definitely a lot more parks um, available than half pipes uh, you need a lot more machinery and money to build a half pipe than to make some jumps. So I'm lucky in that respect. I have a lot more options, but I honestly spend when I can a lot of time training at home. Um, I love skiing Park City, their park, and now Woodward Park City is a new training facility that's just opened up in the past few years. Um, so I've been utilizing both of those places a lot, and it's nice to be at home and also be able to train for sure and you mentioned you'd only just turned up uh, uh, to Austria where were you prior to that I was at home for a few days and then before that I was um, in school in Colorado okay because I think I read somewhere that you do your schooling in the summer essentially don't you when uh, other people may be off and you're uh, you're training and competing in the winter mm-hmm. yeah it tends to be spring and fall kind of the off season where not much is going on I'm I'm back at school <laughs> And, you know, you live in the States, you're based uh, in Utah, and you both have an American uh, accent, but um, you're both uh, obviously on the British team, and you've been on the British programme, you know, from a, a very young age. I know Pat Sharples pretty well uh, from, uh, you know, a long way back when we were both in Courchevel together, and in fact, I've interviewed him for the Ski Podcast before. I understand he was sort of quite influential in, in you coming towards the British team, is that right, Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was definitely um, a key figure. You know, I I have dual citizenship and close family ties in the UK. So it was already something I was thinking about. And then, yeah, my dad and I, I remember we had a meeting with Pat Sharples and just came away from that meeting with such a positive um, impression of him and the team. And that was a big, um, played a big role in my decision. 
Excellent, because, uh, you know, I know that you were very keen on slope style, you know, from a young age. I think I read somewhere that is that the reason that you moved to Utah in the first place, to be able to get more time on the snow? Yeah, it was definitely a big, a big reason, um, the skiing and just, yeah, that access to those training facilities. I know that you've had a big, uh, you know, British influence in your lives. Your father's from the UK and I read somewhere that you were brought up on a diet of uh, Ribena and Marmite. <laughs> So not many people have Marmite in their lives unless they've got a British connection. Yes. So Very so in well. the Marmite test, good. some people say you either love it or you hate it. And which side are you falling on then, uh, Zoe? Oh, love it for sure. I don't know how you <laughs> could hate Marmite. It's so good. Every time someone tells me they don't like it, it's because they put too much on it. Just to clarify, people are listening to the show here. They might not realise, and certainly I would hope, uh, have heard of uh, Izzy because um, Izzy what is the first, um, I think I'm correct to say, the first uh, Olympic medal on skis, which was the uh, bronze medal in the slope style in Pyeongchang. And uh, Zoe, uh, you've had a bronze at the uh, the World Championships, I think, in Aspen. Was that last year in 2021? Yes. Now, I've got a question for you. You're obviously both very talented in your family. One of you is doing slope style and one of you is doing half bite. Did you just like pull things out of a cup to decide who was going to do what? I actually followed Isabel at first into slope style. I mean, we started doing freestyle in general. So we were doing everything. We were doing moguls, aerials, slope style and half pipe. And I mean, I kind of just happened to be better at half pipe skiing and it was definitely a lot less scary for me so I preferred it and then when you start training more because you like it more and then you get better and yeah now I'm specialized in half pipe and it's cool that we it's get to do different disciplines. I was just gonna say it is good that we compete in separate events because we are both very competitive in nature and I think it would probably not be good for our relationship if we had to compete against each other. Yeah, sibling, sibling rivalry is a wonderful, a wonderful thing, uh, isn't it? I know that. Yeah, you know, I have a brother, um, but I've also interviewed Martin and uh, Graham Bell before, and they were competing in the uh, same events. And I think it does bring a, a different uh, dynamic uh, into it. I mean, they are very different. Did, Zoe, did you just say that uh, you found half pipe a bit less scary than slope style? Yes, a controversial opinion. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> tell me when I tell them that I'm a professional half pipe skier. People usually ask me if I'm crazy. But yeah, for me, it's less scary. I mean, I watch Isabel hit these huge metal tubes like 10 feet off the ground. And that just is terrifying to me. Obviously, both events, you know, anything in that park and pipe environment can be pretty dangerous. I think I'm right in saying, Izzy, that um, when you won your silver at the uh, at the X Games, you also got concussion as well yeah so i i wasn't at the medal ceremony i didn't get to receive my silver medal um my coach had to come bring it to me in the hospital <laughs> but yeah luckily it was on my last run so my second run was able to hold up against all the other girls' final runs and yeah ended up walking away with silver but also um a concussion <laughs> Yeah, and what's the recovery like from that sort of thing then? I mean, is there, is there a compulsory time off snow or something like that? Yeah, so there's usually a concussion protocol. Um, you kind of go based on how you're feeling as well. So this one, I've only had two diagnosed concussions um, in my skiing career, and this one was definitely the worst of the two. 
I had a lot more vision problems, um, a lot more headaches and symptoms that I had to work through. So it was definitely a lot tougher, but I think it just made me appreciate the little, the little winter we have and um, really using it to its fullest potential. Right. Well, I get that. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, you need a lot of courage to be able to do these events. The fact that you go, I've only had two concussions. You know, most people don't have to, uh, you know, deal with uh, with any of them. I've got a question about um, Beijing uh, for you then. Zoe, I wonder if you've got a, an opinion on this. Maybe it affects you less, perhaps, in the half pipe than in, in slope style. But my understanding is it's pretty much all going to be artificial snow uh, out in Beijing. Does that affect, uh, you know, how the, the pipe is going to ski for you? Um, a lot of training facilities are made with artificial snow just because it takes a lot of snow to build a half pipe. It's 22 foot walls on each side. So usually it is made out of artificial snow. So that shouldn't change too much. Okay. And what about for yourself, Izzy? Does that does that change things, the, the kind of speed, the grip or anything like that? Yeah, it's definitely, that was something that I also had to get used to in Pyeongchang as that was also primarily artificial snow. And it definitely, I mean, the wax techs we rely on obviously know what they're doing and they give us the fastest skis they possibly can. But I think one of the most challenging things is like how icy and hard it can be. So like impacts and falls definitely hurt more than if it was like you know some nice natural groomed snow on the landings but it's just part of yeah part of our sport you have to adapt and change to different weather conditions and different courses and it's just all part of the process well yeah i mean you mentioned different weather conditions i think uh and pyeongchang i think for you it wasn't so bad, but I know wind was a real issue in Pyeongchang because the snowboarders, I think, was the snowboarding slope style called off in, in Pyeongchang? It wasn't called off, but I they were struggling with a lot of wind. And I think a lot of, especially the girls, the day the girls competed, it was especially bad. And I know um, a lot of them were not happy that the event uh, continued on that day. Yeah, but and your on your day, uh, it wasn't quite as windy. It wasn't as bad. The conditions. No, luckily we had a we had a very nice, calm bluebird day. It was bitterly cold, um, but no, obviously no hazardous conditions. Um, yeah, and what time of uh, day was it for you uh, in in uh, Korean time? I think it was in the morning. I'm I'm a, I was imagining this would be etched into your uh, memory for life. <laughs> The whole, yeah, the whole like experience and what happened that day, I guess the times have kind of escaped me. Sometimes when I you're competing, you just black out. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you're focused and you've got that sort of tunnel vision, you know, at the top and you just think about your course and, and you know, what, you, what you're going to do on the way down. How do you make those decisions? Because in slope style, you get three runs. Is that right, Izzy? Mm-hmm. How do you make those decisions as to what you're going to bring into each run? Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of strategizing that goes on. Me and my coach will discuss different things. Um, I usually go into a competition with a vague idea or a run, and maybe like a ideal run, and then a plan B, plan C. And depending on how the few training days go beforehand, I'll make adjustments. Obviously like skiing the course in person is much different than seeing some pictures online or on Instagram. So 
there's definitely a lot of adjustments that have to be made. I'm usually never doing the ideal run that I have um, thought up before the competition, but I think that's just part of what makes our sport so cool. So uh, Zoe, I think same situation for you. I mean, you must have to decide in advance exactly what you're going to go for for every run that you do. How do you how do you uh, make those decisions? Do you try and get points on the board for the first run and then back it up later? Yeah, usually we'll have a whole strategy planned beforehand, um, depending on how many runs we get. Usually it's like two runs for qualification and then three runs for finals. So usually the qualification run will be a lot more simple, like just land and get into finals for me at least. And then in finals, usually the first run will be something more simple and then kind of take the last two runs to step it up and get the run that I planned on doing the whole time. And cool. Excellent. We mentioned before that both of you are based in, in Utah. I think it's normally Park City where you're based, isn't it? Yeah. What 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 makes Utah special to you? Why did you end up choosing, uh, I think it's called the Beehive State? Well, initially we chose it because of those like great training facilities like the Utah Olympic Park. Um, obviously, Salt Lake City hosted the 2002 Winter Olympics. So there's a lot of infrastructure around Olympic events uh, there and training facilities. But I think like throughout my uh, throughout the years that we've spent there, I have just grown to love so many other aspects of it. Obviously, it's known, or maybe not well known, but it has the um, greatest snow on earth because that like dry desert Utah air just sucks all the moisture out of any falling snow. And it falls as this like incredible, light, fluffy, amazing powder to ski on. Yeah, sadly, I have heard all about the uh, the greatest snow on earth. I think it's even trademarked that phrase, isn't it, for Utah? You know, it's on my bucket list to uh, get out to either Park City or Alta or or one of those uh, resorts. Zoe, do you ever uh, get the chance to take in a few powder days as well as spending time in the park? Oh yes, skiing powder is my favorite thing. We like to on Christmas Day. It's a tradition to go to Deer Valley and ski some powder with the whole family. I like to ski tour as well. It's really pretty up by Alta and Snowbird. Yes, that's where you, you know, skin up and ski down. So you're really earning your turn. Yeah, the snow's amazing. I've never skied any better snow than in Utah. Sadly, um, my brother is able to make me uh, jealous. That I, you know, like I say, I'll have to do that greatest snow on earth at some point. As it goes, I will be going out to Utah next year, but it's going to be in the summer. I'm going flying into Salt Lake and then uh, we're going to take a holiday uh, around the States. Any recommendations for us to check out in, in Utah while we're there? Obviously, all the national parks are amazing. Um, you can get that like typical arches, red rocks, um, the delicate look like they're about to fall over um, rock formations. But there's also like amazing state parks, uh, like Snow Canyon State Park is a great one just outside St. George. Yeah, just amazing opportunities for mountain biking, hiking. Okay, Zoe, any favorites around the kind of Salt Lake or Utah area you think we should drop into on the way? Yeah, Zion, Bryce Canyon, they're all so striking scenery that you really can't find anywhere else. It's gorgeous. Okay, okay. Well, I'll put them both on my list. Now, I've got a final uh, question for you. Izzy, I read I read somewhere that after your medal in uh, Beijing that uh, you ended up flying back first class on British Airways. Is that right? 
I did. And I got a little mini bottle of champagne that had the British flag on it. <laughs> right. Okay. Still, have you cracked that one open yet? Or do you still have that one? No, I actually still have that one. I think it's on my shelf. Right. Well, I, I imagine that special treatment for uh, medal winners. So I very much hope uh, that you'll both be flying back first class from uh, Beijing uh, in February uh, after your event. So uh, we'll be following you closely. Izzy in the uh, ski slope style and Zoe in the ski half pipe. Best of luck with the rest of your preparations. And thanks very much for uh, joining me today. Thanks very much, Izzy. Thank you. And thanks, Zoe. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us, listener. If you'd like to hear more interviews with Olympic athletes, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Ski Podcast. And we have a lot of interviews in previous episodes. Uh, I've interviewed Billy Morgan, uh, Olympic medal winner in Pyeongchang. Pat Sharple is the coach of the uh, GB Park and Pipe team. We've also had interviews with Graham Bell, Martin Bell, Chemi Alcott, Dave Riding and Eddie the Eagle. So to catch up with all of those and to keep in tune with what's going on for Beijing 2022, make sure you subscribe to the Ski Podcast.